Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is the Jesse Kelly Show.
Oh, it should be a light and fluffy day today on the Jesse Kelly Show. Yikes. All right. I know what's on your mind. I know you woke up this morning, and before you even rolled over and gave the old lady or your man a little smoochy smooch in bed, you said to yourself, man, I can't wait to hear what Jesse Kelly has to say about the Derek Chauvin trial today, and I don't blame you. (laughs) No, in seriousness, I have a a way different take on it than than anyone else. It's going to it's going to be a different take on it than anyone else. And yes, I saw the latest shooting of that cop shoots the 15-year-old girl who was trying to stab somebody and I'll tell you something else, I have a way different take on that one too than everybody else. I just look at these things different. I'm not saying I'm right, but of course I am. We'll go over that today. I have some really, really good emails today. I got I got a bunch of emails about the national divorce. Someone wants to know what it would look like. I'm going to lay it out for you today what it would look like. Someone else wanted to know about my time on jury duty. I was once jury foreman. I will explain about my time on jury duty. It's going to be... Maybe our greatest show ever here on the Jesse Kelly show today. But first, we are going to do a rewind. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Lest I forget, not Friday, tomorrow. Tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse day. Tomorrow. Do you hear me? So email your Ask Dr. Jesse questions or call, leave us a voicemail. We got a voicemail today. You can call 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, or email me your questions. For you newbies, I have almost three years of community college credits. I take that extensive education and answer questions about everything under the sun on Fridays. Political history, men, women, food, travel, animal fights, survival scenarios. You name the stupid thing or interesting thing or serious thing. I answer questions about them. I don't do any stories or anything. It's all your questions on Fridays. But I'm gone this Friday. I have a fancy thing I have to do. I'll be, I'll be able to tell you about it next week. But I have something I have to do on Friday. So Thursday is going to be that day. Now let's rewind back to the early 1900s. And I was thinking about this yesterday. And I, not that I would ever make a mistake. Everyone knows that's not something I would do. I don't even, I don't even know how to spell mistake. But I do realize that I make the mistake too sometimes. And what mistake is that? Well, it drives me nuts when people tell a story about themselves or about history or something like that, and they pretend as if the entire audience, everybody who's listening, is totally boned up on the story the way they are. And they pretend, look, radio hosts do this too. I I know I've done this. I'll, I'll tell a story about particularly World War I, which is where we're going today. And because I love World War I, I obsess on it. I've done a million shows on it. And I realized the last four, five, six shows I've done on World War I, 
I've just kind of skipped over the lead up to it because the lead up to it is so long and so complicated. And how did we get into it? I skip over it acting like you already know. Well, there was assassination and you know it all. Well, that's not true. I realize I've left 75, 80 percent, maybe 90 percent of the people out there who either never heard or forgot it. I've completely left them in the lurch. They're looking around like, what? What? No, I don't know. What what happened? What? So we're going to we're going to tie a little bow on the beginning of World War One today. Before we get to our World War One story, bear with me. Now, one thing I love so much about history is how it all bleeds together and blends together, and one thing leads to another. In the words of that great '80s song. Europe was a funny place, late 1800s, early 1900s. One thing you need to know is Germany, specifically. They were the new kid on the block. You ever have a new kid show up at your school back when you were in school? And it's easy. Everyone can picture the nerdy, awkward new kid who got moved in and gets pushed around a little bit before somebody makes friends with him and then everything's fine. You ever have the experience of the new kid coming into your school And all of a sudden, he's the coolest kid in school. He's the best at all the sports. The pretty girl everybody wants to date. She's hanging on his arm in about five seconds. And I I can't speak for women, although women are jealous too. So it probably very much applies. But as a dude, especially when you're young and kind of dorky, haven't gotten your confidence yet, you start looking around and you say to yourself, well, that kind of sucks. Who's this freaking guy? This is my school. I've, I've been chasing that woman for years. What the? That was Germany back in this time period. Germany was previously Prussia and some other places. That's complicated. But Germany had recently become Germany. And Germany was just, just better than everyone else at the time. I don't have another way to put it. I don't want to say they were the biggest, strongest in the world, although they would get there. But you'd probably call Britain the greatest power in the world. Maybe France the greatest land power in the world. But Germany comes along, and they're just doing it better than everybody else. Fast, efficient, rapidly advancing technologically. Militarily, they were absurdly good. And I don't know what it is about Germany, something in the mentality or the history, they just churn out military commanders who are aggressive and smart and logistically, and this is not surprising when you know German people, logistically they're just stupid good, absurdly good. They're always going to have food and ammo and bombs and bullets to their guys. They're just really good at it. And the country as a whole, the economy is booming I mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. It's kind of uncomfortable to talk about. Takes you to kind of a weird place. They're having lots of babies. Their fertility rate is through the roof. And in the old days, back then, they were a lot more forward about that than they are today. Today, you don't want to talk about that because everyone's worried about offending someone else or offending this person or offending that person. And you know I don't judge anyone and point fingers at people for their life choices, although I do yell at Jewish producer Chris for not getting married yet and having kids. But the truth is, on a macro level for a nation, 
A nation is very, very healthy, wealthy, and prosperous in general when young people are getting married and making babies, lots of them. It's creating a new generation of good, prosperous citizens. Germany's fertility rate is flat out scaring France and Britain at this point in time. They're looking at the way these Germans are making kids and they're saying, oh my gosh, our young people got to get to work. Germany also had just fought a war with France called the Franco-Prussian War. And Germany won. And Germany took the areas Alsace and Lorraine. A lot of people say Alsace, Lorraine. It's two different areas. They're, they're, they're touching each other. It doesn't matter what they are for the purpose of our story, but you should know this. They're valued, treasured areas by both France and Germany, and they're critical economic areas. France had just had to cough this one up and give it to Germany at the end of the Franco-Prussian War. That's where we're at leading up to World War I. And one more thing on the German front. Germany has a little bit of a jealousy problem their own. What is that jealousy problem? I will tell you, and we will get to the Derek Chauvin trial stuff. Hang on. to the Jesse Kelly show. Jake's mint chew is how you will finally quit dipping tobacco. And I want you to do me a favor. If you're dipping and you want to quit or you think you should quit, maybe you don't want to, but you think you should quit. Get yourself some Jake's mint chew. Start out with the CBD pouches. Those really take the edge off, so those work the best. Start out with the CBD pouches, and I understand you're still going to have a can of your dip at the house. The next time you want one, only once, I'm only asking you to do this once to see if it works for you. The next time you feel like having a dip, instead of reaching for it, reach for the CBD pouches, tobacco-free, nicotine-free, even sugar-free. Just try it once. It will work for you. It works. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE at checkout for 20% off. It is the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show on a very non-controversial Wednesday. Thank goodness there aren't any tough issues to tackle. (laughs) Well, yes, I'm going to get to my thoughts on the Chauvin trial. I'm going to get to my thoughts on the latest police shooting, Chicago, 15-year-old girl. I'm going to be very frank about it, as you might expect. I do enjoy the emails we get from people saying how much you enjoy that. So I'm going to be very frank about it. That's just my way. I am not going to give you the same answers you get everywhere else. I just don't look at these things the same way other people do. I don't look at at them the same way people on the left do. 
I don't look at them the same way most people on the right do. I just do not. That's not how I look at it. If you have listened to the show for any length of time, you probably have at least a reasonable guess of of how I will approach it, but you'll have to wait and see. I will get to that 40 minutes from now. 40 minutes from now, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and give you my thoughts on the Derek Chauvin trial verdict and the newest Chicago police shooting. Back to our story. Europe. Germany's on the rise. France is strong. Britain's strong. They're very much giving Germany that side-eye look as the new kid on the block who appears to be maybe bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody else. He's already got the pretty girl on his arm, and there's some jealousy there. Germany has some jealousy, too. Germany's jealous of the colony situation. This is still very much the colonial era where France... In Britain, they have colonies everywhere, all over the world. Belgium, Belgium has colonies because this was this was the era. I mean, just I mean, you would probably call it the post-colonial era. This was the era right after Europe had spent all this time sending ships all over the world, finding less powerful nations, walking in, saying, "Hey, you're under our protection now. Congratulations!" And doing the colonies quit, Chris. Chris did the air fingers quote protection thing. Sometimes it was that. Anyway, well, Germany's still a fairly new country at this point. Don't email me. Ah, oh, Prussia, and this was around forever. I know they're not new peoples. I mean, Germany is an established country, still very new. They don't have any of these. And if you've ever hung around, I mean, this applies to everybody. So I don't even want to call it rich people. I'll tell you a quick side story here. There is a guy I know in a major city. No, it's not mine, so don't bother looking him up. There's a guy I know in a major city, and he was telling me a story about one of his wealthy friends who was building a skyscraper in his city. And if you're building a skyscraper, you're going to have architects and engineers and all these people come in and build it. And he hires this team of people. And finally, they present with present him with this incredible plan. Look at this building we've designed for you. Aren't you impressed? And he looks at it for five seconds. And he said, oh, man, that really is awesome. But how tall is, and he named his competitor, who also had a skyscraper in town. He said, how tall is his building? And they told him how tall it was. He said, take all these plans back and redo it and make sure my building is one floor taller than his. That sounds petty and small. It sounds immature. Anything You're rolling your eyes right now, and me relating the story to you has me rolling my eyes too. I want you to know that. But that's human nature. That's human nature. And you're Germany. You're on the rise. You want some colonies too. You start, you start building up quite a military. You start getting awfully bulky. You start doing some fight training. Militaries, militaries are intimidation tactics. Remember that. And Germany's building a juggernaut. And France and Britain are seeing this and getting a little nervous. Now, let's pause up there and let's go down to a place called Austria, Hungary, and Serbia. Austria-Hungary is weak and pathetic now. They're considered one of the they're considered at this point 
still one of the superpowers, but the world's about to find out they are not a superpower. And they're a country with so much unrest within their own borders. And European history is so complicated, I'm not going to go into that. But they had a weak monarchy. They had all kinds of people within their borders who they were technically over, who didn't want to be there. And it was just, it was an all, it was a great paper tiger. And then you get it out there and you find out this thing has no teeth to it at all. So that's the Austria-Hungary situation. And part of the problem they're having is this place called Serbia. Serbia, see, so much of the world bases their, their, their whole direction in life off of their ethnicity or race or religion or what you want to call Serbia, they didn't want to be part of Austria-Hungary. They didn't want to be underneath Austria-Hungary, I, could, I should say, because they were a separate country. They wanted to go be with Yugoslavia. They wanted to go be with other Slavs, with other Slavic people. It was an affront to them to be part of Austria-Hungary. And it was such a major deal. These, do we want to call them terrorist organizations? Secret societies? Whatever you want to call them, they begin to arise in these countries. In Serbia, in Austria-Hungary, they're, they're ambitious testosterone-filled, patriotic, nationalistic, whatever way you want to put it, young men want to do something about this situation. Young men, to their credit, it's how God made them. It's part of what makes the world go around. It can get you in trouble sometimes. But young men want to be part of something, want to do something, want want to be after something. And they're... There was this thing, how cool is this? I cannot believe there's never been a movie made about this. There was this one of these groups called the Black Hand Society. I know, Chris, how cool is that? The Black Hand Society. And they found out that the Archduke Franz Ferdinand, the guy who was going to be, when his dad died, the guy who was going to be leading Austria-Hungary, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand was coming to Sarajevo with his wife. They find out about this because they're drinking and ripping cigarettes in a bar and somebody, somebody, and this is going to be a big contested thing later on, somebody hand delivers them an envelope and all it had in it was a newspaper clipping announcing the Archduke's visit. How cool is that? And I will, I will just, look, I'll spoil the story for you. It was believed the Austria-Hungarians would swear unto their death that the Serbian intelligence service, the Serbian CIA, just think of them that way, that they were the ones funding and backing groups like this Black Hand Society to do things like that. And you know what? Things like that can be true and also untrue. What do I mean by that? Well, what if it wasn't the official position of the Serbian intelligence unit to back this group? What if one chief somewhere decided he liked this group and he found a way to get some illegal funds and some backing towards them? Does that count as Serbian intelligence because one member of Serbian intelligence was involved? You see how complicated it gets? Either way, Archduke Franz Ferdinand shows up, drives around in his car. They've... They've advertised the route he's going to take so people can go out and wave. He's in an open car. He's in a convertible with the wife. These assassins, it wasn't just Gavriel Princep, I believe he had six guys with him, are stationed all over the route 
with bombs and pistols so they can they can kill this guy when he comes by if they get a chance. And they don't know. I mean, who's going to get the chance? Who knows? Archduke Franz Ferdinand along the way makes a stop, happens to stop in front of one of these assassins who runs out and chucks a bomb at him. But that didn't go as planned either. I'll explain how that went in just a second. And the Chauvin trial. Hang on. Do you have any idea what it's like to be free from allergies? And I realize even asking that question probably means I have you throwing something at the radio because your eyes are itching as we speak and your nose is running and you've been sneezing all day. Well, allow me to tell you, I've been where you're sitting. I would use, <laughs> I would pop those pharmacy allergy medications like candy. I'm embarrassed to admit that. I shouldn't even admit that on the air. I'd take two or three a day. My allergies were so bad. I don't take any anymore. Not one. Because of my Eden Pure Thunderstorm. I don't even know if it's fair to call this thing an air purifier. I've had air purifiers my entire life. This thing, it's something better. Go get one and find out. EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code word JESSE at checkout for 10 bucks off. So again, thank you, George Floyd. For sacrificing your life for justice. <laughs> what? What? Nancy Pelosi thanking George Floyd for dying. <laughs> what in the world? Chris, if you could if you could make a foot cramp. Have you ever had a foot cramp, Chris? If you could make a foot cramp take the form of a human, it would be Nancy Pelosi. So again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. She's so detestable. I love her. She's just the worst human being ever. And she's the most powerful woman in America. I can't I can't tell you how much I admire that. What kind of a what kind of a cunning, ruthless human being do you have to be to take that personality and rise to power like that? Gosh, she's horrible. <laughs> All right. Back to Sarajevo. Archduke Franz Ferdinand riding around with the old lady. And an open convertible happens to stop in front of one of the assassins who chucks a bomb at him. The bomb bounces off the car and explodes. Well, now the Archduke knows someone's trying to kill him. So he takes off into town, takes off, gets to, you know, local politician's place, starts to complain that they're trying to kill me here, right? As you can imagine, he would have some strong words about that. Uh, I, I couldn't help but notice people were throwing bombs at me on the way here. They say, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, so that's, it, it happens here. Anyway, uh, you should probably head on out of town. He gets in the car, and he's supposed to take an alternate route. 
Like, obviously, they've decided maybe it's for the best if we don't take the route we advertised. Let's take an alternate route. The driver of his car, honestly, it's amazing to me. The driver of his car was not aware he was supposed to take an alternate route and takes off on the normal route. What, Chris? Chris said possibly in on it. You know, I would go with that, except you know they pulled that driver in and pulled his fingernails out afterwards trying to find out the truth. You know that driver was interrogated and ripped apart. I mean, he could be in on it. Who knows? But it also goes to show communication is key, right? You're going to switch the route. Somebody better pick up the ball and tell the guy driving the car. All right. Drives the car. Drives it the way that he wasn't supposed to go. Finally realizes it and stops it. Oh, no, I'm not supposed to go this way. Stops the car. Happens to stop the car right in front of Gavrio Princip, who's standing on the sidewalk with a pistol in his hands. Just the odds of this, honestly, it makes me, now you have me being a conspiracy theorist, Chris. Now I think the driver was in on it. Gavrio Princip pulls out the pistol, pop, pop, pop. Kills the Archduke, kills his wife. No, they didn't die right away. It's it's kind of a touching, kind of heartbreaking love story. They died in each other's arms, and he's telling her, "Don't die." Think of the children, and and she's worried about him. And it's I mean, it's really one of those. And they were supposedly. What's terrible about this? They these weren't tyrants. These were supposedly both like really solid people, family people. You know, just good couple, whatnot. But boom, they die. Now it's about to get beyond because Austria-Hungary's furious. The much more militant father who's running Austria-Hungary issues some ultimatum ultimatum to Serbia, which Serbia in no way could, they could no way do it. It wasn't even possible. I mean, you might as well just told them we want to go to war. Serbia knows they can't do it. Serbia looks to their big brother, major juggernaut Russia. Russia says, oh, yeah, you can't do that to Serbia. Austria-Hungary looks to their big brother, Germany, and Germany says, yeah, you can't do that to Austria-Hungary, and blah, 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 and now we're in World War I. Now we're in World War I. Germany, though, has a plan to win World War I, and it is maybe the most debated military plan in the history of mankind. You know, I don't give you names. I haven't given you many today. You might want to put this one in your back pocket, though. The Schlieffen Plan. It's called the Schlieffen Plan. Don't worry about the details of it. I'll go over what I can, but just know this. If you look at a map, you see Germany, you see where France is, you see where Russia is. Germany is well aware of the dangers of fighting a two-front war. So the Schlieffen plan was simply this. Russia is huge. Russia is powerful, but Russia is notoriously slow. One, just because they're generally inefficient. Two, because they're so daggone big. Remember the last, what was it, the uh, uh, the Japanese, the, the Russo-Japanese War? Part of the problem Russia had was they couldn't get their men to the front fast enough because Russia was so big. It just takes Russia a long time. The place is enormous. So the Schlieffen plan is simply this. Let's amass our troops over towards Belgium, storm through <clears throat> neutral Belgium, and blow France out of the water right away. Let's put all of our eggs in one basket, slam through France, knock France out, 
then we don't have a two-front war. We have a one-front war with Russia that we can win. It did not work out that way at all for a couple different reasons. It ended up Russia mobilized faster than they gave them credit for. They still sucked. Germany was a top-notch, probably maybe the best army in the world, probably the best army in the world. Germany sent a, a smaller force, a half-sized force over to fight the Russians and probably beat up both of them. I mean, beat up the whole army. They just crushed them. But two, the Schlieffen plan is working at first. They do storm through Belgium, which was admittedly not difficult, although the Belgians, to their credit, the Belgians stood up and made, well, they acquitted themselves well. I'll put it to you that way. There's nothing Belgium could have done against a juggernaut like Germany, but they did blow up bridges and try to fight from their forts and stuff like that. They Look, they piled up some serious German bodies in Belgium. But now, Germany, I want you to think of them as one long line of troops, a powerful juggernaut line sweeping into France like a door, like a door that's closing. That's how they're sweeping into France. France is, well, desperate doesn't actually even do it justice. France knows they are in very, very, very serious trouble. Now, France has a big, capable, proud army, some really great commanders. It's really fun to make fun of France now because of how they performed in World War II. Pre-World War I, France had a military history that was dang good. I mean, this is the country of Napoleon, remember, here. They're, they're, they're dang good. But France needed help. It was not a foregone conclusion that Britain would fight on the side of the French and not the Germans. They were both lobbying Britain hard. Hey, obviously you're going to fight with us, right? And both of them had a decent claim to having Britain fight with them. Britain, however, made the decision that they were going to fight with France instead. A lot of that had to do with the fact that Germany stormed through neutral Belgium. Now, that was the only way into France. If, if you're a German, you have, to, you have to justify it by saying, hey, that was our only way in. But Belgium hadn't picked a fight with anybody. And now they're getting slaughtered. Their towns are taken over. Britain hops in with France. And they send the BEF down there, the British Expeditionary Force. Now, the thing about Britain historically is this. You already know, greatest Navy in the world. They're always the greatest Navy in the world. Their land forces are almost always really small. They don't have very many land forces. Uh, the, what, what they do have is generally really good. I'll tell you, British troops to this day are really, really good. Trained really well, excellent marksmen, proud tradition. They're very, very good. I, I worked with some British Royal Marines. These dudes were studs. But the BEF decides they're going to go down and stand by France and take on the juggernaut. How's that going to go? I'll wrap this up in a second, and then it's time to talk Chauvin. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessikellyshow.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. 
Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. <laughs> Just the worst person in the world. That was Nancy Pelosi. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We have Lee Smith coming up in about 40 minutes from now. Lee Smith in 40 minutes from now. He's the one you may remember him from before. He wrote an article called The 23 Tyrants of Athens about these oligarchs in Athens who essentially decided to betray their own country to enrich themselves and how that's what we're facing here. We're going to bring him back on to discuss that further, to pull that apart a little more, and to maybe talk about the national divorce thing I talk about a lot. Lee Smith did reach out to me yesterday about my public statement about publishing information on journalists. Let me be clear, if, if, if anybody missed this from yesterday, what I said was simply this, and I'll get to your emails about it and whatnot. What I said was this. I don't care who you are, journalist or not, whatever cloak you try to put on yourself. I said if anyone doxes, if any journalist doxes one of those jurors, releases the information on one of those jurors, which is obviously just an effort to get them intimidated and or hurt or killed, then I will release the information on one of those journalists. I will. And that promise stands. I will. It's not acceptable. It is not acceptable. That is playing offense. All right, back to the story here. The British Expeditionary Force is excellent, highly trained veterans. They're awesome, but they're tiny I mean, Britain, remember I said they had a small army? How about four divisions? France and Germany have like 60. That's that, I, want you, I want to put that in, into context for you here. There just aren't many of them. And because there aren't many of them, but they're excellent, they are sent to hold the flank, the very outer edge. They're standing, you know, on one side of them is the ocean, and on the other side of them is the French holding the line. They're standing on the line with the French. The Germans come storming in. And this entire battle is called the Battle of the Frontiers. And it's very difficult to put into words the kind of carnage that took place at this battle because everyone knows how terrible World War I was because everyone's just now getting introduced to machine guns and artillery and 
the devastating effects of those things. Here's this. At the Battle of the Frontiers, France had 200,000 casualties in one battle. In one day, France had 27,000 Frenchmen die. That's not casualties dead in one day. Go look at the casualty numbers for America in our wars. We've never had a day like that, even close to that, in American history, unless you count the Civil War. 27,000 in one day. So this is a bloody, I mean, it's a butcher shop out there. And they're just slaughtering each other. And the, the BEF is holding up very, very well. But at some point in time, they're just overwhelmed. And they have to break. They don't turn and run. They retreat in good order is what they call it, meaning you're moving back in an orderly fashion, not turning and running, making sure the enemy can't just chase after you. They're doing, doing, they're doing well. But once you break, once you start moving back, oftentimes you just have to keep doing that for as long as it takes until you can catch their breath. Once the, British, once the British came back, this smaller portion of this is called the Battle of Mons, in case you're curious. But once the British pull back, you know how long they were pulling back for after that? Two weeks. Two weeks. They essentially got to Paris before they got to a place where they could stop and breathe and rest again. But remember this. They did win in the end. They did win in the end. When I talk about things like balkanize, get out of the cities, I get lots of, lots of people who agree. I get lots of people who disagree, and that's fine. You feel however you want. I'm not your, I'm not your, I'm not your priest. I'm not your dad. But understand this. The tactical retreat to save the small army you have so it can live to fight another day. The tactical retreat is one of the most important parts of winning a war. Not a battle, a war. There is nothing wrong with cutting your losses, accepting that you can't win on this particular day and choosing to make sure you're around to fight on the next day. There's nothing wrong with that. No, they don't make movies about that. Come see the latest Russell Crowe film where he tactically retreats. You're never, ever, ever going to see that. You want to see them charge into the teeth of the enemy and die on 90 spears. That's what sells tickets. That's what you like. That's not always what wins wars. All right. It's time to talk about this Chauvin verdict and the latest shooting and everything else. Hang on. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. 
I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, if you miss any part of our show, including the the setup, the very brief version of the setup to World War One, you can catch it on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Every single day, Chris puts the podcast of the entire show up on iTunes, and he separates out the history segment as well on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. Also, 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Tomorrow, not Friday this week, tomorrow, Thursday, that's going to be an Ask Dr. Jesse day where we screw off and have fun and answer questions all day. Okay, it's time to talk about this verdict. Let's roll. Jesse Kelly Show. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. 
Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T, Dot org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time